Hey, everybody. Have you considered starting a podcast? We here at Screwball highly recommend Podbean for getting your podcast out to a larger audience. Podbean has given us the ability to easily bring you Screwball each and every week and all of your favorite podcast services. Use the link podbean.com slash screwball to sign up and save up to 35% annually. You can also use the link podbean.com slash pro slash screwball to sign up for a business subscription. Happy podcasting. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast. You're home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Mike LaPree, with my co-host, Frank White. Hey, how's it going? This is episode 58 of Screwball, and a pretty slow uh, news week overall. But we do have some big topics to talk about. We have another uh, big no-hitter to talk about. So with that, let's just get into our first topic here of the news. Uh, Another no-hitter. Last week on April 14th, White Sox pitcher Carlos Rodon Throws a no-hitter against the Cleveland Indians. Rodon was perfect through eight and a third innings until an unfortunate hit by pitch on catcher Roberto Perez. The White Sox ended up winning the game 8-0 and is the 306th no-hitter in baseball history following Joe Musgrove's 305th no-hitter that we had last week. So we got two in a row. Carlos Rodon obviously had a hard road getting to this point after having Tommy John surgery, uh, having a high, high, high ERA in 2020, and coming back uh, after being cut earlier this year and rejoined the White Sox. So great story, Carlos Rodon. I know it's your boy. Always liked Carlos uh, Rodon. I uh, threw the no-hitter, really was right there for a perfect game. And I know that uh, we were even talking about it before when we were uh, we were online on PlayStation. We uh, were talking about how there's a little bit of a, a perfect game drought. The last one we've seen was in 20, 2012, 2013, yeah, something like that. same year. Yeah, of course. So we're, we almost got the perfect game, but, I mean – Still pitched very good that game, I'd say. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I know it's your boy. So, what do you, what do you think uh, about yeah, this? I love Carlos Rodon. He's had a tough, you know, start to his career. Uh, short time in the minors, came right up, pitched pretty well. Shoulder, pretty major shoulder surgery. Tommy John, uh, as you mentioned, he got he got uh, released. The White Sox signed him back to a you know a better deal. I thought the Yankees should have jumped up on him when he was released because I thought the guy's potential was through the roof. Yeah, he, he's got some of the nastiest stuff. That slider is one of the best sliders, spin rate and all that, mm-hmm. you know, movement and stuff like that. He's always had one of the better ones. And his fastball, as we've seen in that game, sitting 93, 94, and by the end of the, end of the game, he's still he's on 99. Wow. He's a, he's a really good pitcher. still young. He's only 27, 28. Oh, okay. Um, I have his rookie card. I think I might have two rookie cards. So he would have threw that perfect game. That would have been really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was rooting for him, and I love Carlos Rodon. He's definitely one of my favorite players. So I was happy to see that. And uh, – I think we only had uh, the stat was I seen uh, somewhere on Twitter where there was only six no hitters where the only batter that reached was one hit by pitch, and two of them happened in the last five days. It was Musgrove and Rodon. Yeah. And then I think there was another thing I seen on Twitter. I think it was the same like uh, group of people talking. I don't remember who it was, unfortunately, but because I like to give them their credit. But uh, there's only been uh, I think it was like two no hitters on. What was it, April 14th? He threw the no hitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both of them were by White Sox. I think that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember who. It might have been Ryan Spader. I don't remember. But there's there's some pretty crazy stats. I know the White Sox have that's now they're they're the second most no hitters in oh, okay. history. I think the Dodgers are the most with 23, and that was oh, wow. the 20th for the White Sox. <laughs> so um, yeah, no hitters are. There's always some crazy stats with no hitters because there's been uh, not a bunch, but you know a decent amount where you can start getting some crazy stuff. Yeah. Definitely a lot more than perfect games. You know, yeah. they're not quite as rare as perfect games, but they're still, you know, over the long span of baseball, there's only been 306. That's still a pretty exclusive club, you know, yeah, so. That's still less than 
two seasons worth for one team. Mm-hmm. And we're talking 140 years of baseball. Yeah. So, I mean, pretty cool that he did it. I know you watched it. I don't know if you watched quite the whole game, but I know you no, watched towards watched the end the of it. I watched the last couple innings. Uh, last, I think two innings I really watched. Mm-hmm. Or three innings. I think it was last three innings, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, it was cool to see. And uh, like I said, we already got two this season. So, that always makes, you know, a season really unique because, you know, who knows what could happen later in the season. So, yeah, congrats to Carlos Rodon and the, and the White Sox there. Uh, number two here we got is the MLB upholds their two-game suspension of Nick Castellanos. As we previously discussed about two weeks ago on the show, uh, Castellanos was given a two-game suspension for his, quote, aggressive actions, unquote. Uh, in an early game against the Diamondbacks, Castellanos has a, had, a, excuse me, he had appealed the suspension, allowing him to play for the last two weeks, but will ultimately serve the two games. So by the time you hear this, I'm sure, like, he's already going to serve it. So he didn't end up having to serve it. I think it's, it's, there was really no point. I mean, I didn't think he, I mean, you don't like to see stuff like that, but I don't think he really did too much that really warranted a two game thing, but it is what it is. And, uh, he'll serve it and the Reds will still be fine. I think they're first in the central. So, I mean, they're, they're doing good. So, but he, I mean, the fiery attitude he's got is I think done a lot for that team. So, um, they might miss him for those two games, but he'll, you know, he's only missing two. So 162 season, it's not gonna, not gonna make that much of a difference. Yeah, Castellanos, two games switch. We talked about it before. We weren't really in much agreement with it, but um, it is what it is. So, next topic of news: we got uh, Jay Bruce retired. And he's one of one of the guys I really liked throughout his career. First round pick with the Reds. Really, he was a a really good player. Three hundred nineteen home runs. He used to steal some bases. Uh, a couple time All Star. He was really a big part of the Reds for a while there. You know, playoff player. He, a very good playoff hitter. Mm-hmm. You know, over eight hundred OPS in the playoffs. It was eight sixty wow. something. Um, he was a very good player, a big, big clutch player. It was a guy I really liked, and um, you know, I thought, especially early on in his career, I thought oh, maybe this is a guy who can get maybe five hundred home runs and decent amount of stolen bases, and maybe get into the Hall of Fame. But mm. um, as he got older, it started breaking down a little bit, and then started jumping around on teams. Obviously, the home run number couldn't really quite get up there, but three hundred nineteen is still a good number. Yeah. Um. So he had a good career, and uh, really liked Jay Bruce. So, uh, hoping him well and. I think we'll see him in baseball for a while. I think he'll coach somewhere because he really likes the game and he's really liked by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's only uh, he's only 34. You know, he only played 14 seasons, which is still great for you know you're in baseball for 14 seasons. That's great. He won. He was a three-time All-Star. He won two Silver Sluggers. Like you said, over 300 home runs. Nothing to nothing to sneeze at there. It's just uh, you know he even cited himself. Uh, he's not playing up to the ability he thinks he can play. And uh, like you said, he's got a life beyond playing baseball. You know, he'll probably coach and be, even be just be a hitting coach or he'll be somewhere with a team, I'm sure. So, so yeah, you know, congrats to Jay Bruce on a, on a career. And, and uh, although obviously it didn't go out the way he probably wanted to, it's still a f- fantastic career that he could look, he sh- should look back on proudly. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And I know Joey Votto had some very kind words for him. They were very good friends. So, um, yeah, Jay Bruce is well liked and uh, he'll, he'll be around. You'll see him around. Yeah, 34, so you could even see if he would have, you know, had a prolonged, a couple more, what you would call a slugger season. As he aged, he would have had 25, 30 home runs a couple more years. Uh, This is if he he stayed a starter with a team. Yeah. Um, He would have had a shot at, you know, over 400 and possibly 500, but obviously he broke down and, you know, things just didn't go that way for him. And sometimes that happens. Yeah. But um, anyway, you know, good for Jay Bruce, and uh, I really liked him. I got his rookie card, so. That's cool. Yeah. So, uh, next uh, piece of news I got here is the Twins and their rather small COVID 
I guess you can call it outbreak, but it's it's very small. It's con- pretty contained, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the hope is they play tomorrow, but they had postponed a couple games with the Angels. But uh, nothing too, too crazy. I don't think quite like the Nationals where they had a bunch. But um, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, you know, the possibility of more postponements, like we've seen with the A's game today. Um, but I think tomorrow we should they should be back in action. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. it's something to keep an eye on, especially if you're a fantasy player or um, sports better or, or a fan of those teams. You know, obviously you got to take a note of when they're going to be postponed and whatnot. Yeah. So, uh, and then the next thing I think is going to lead us, you know, leads us into our, I think our, our main topic for the, for the episode here is, um, you know, strikeouts are way up as they always are every year. Mm-hmm. But is, is baseball fun to watch? It's a, always a big question for yeah. a lot of people. And, the MLB, as we always talk about, you know, MLB and the commissioner's office, they try working and, you know, they get people to watch baseball. And funny enough, MLB Network, I believe it was, said that they had the last 14 days were the most viewed they've ever had, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Their games or their subscriptions and stuff like that, they, they broke their own records. Mm-hmm. So that means people are watching. But it doesn't mean people are having a ton of fun watching. And I thought uh, what really got me to this to this point was seeing guys like David Wells say that they don't watch the game anymore. Mm. And a guy like Gary Sheffield say they don't watch the game anymore. Mm. A guy like Gary Sheffield was a great hitter, power hitter. Um, never struck out, though. Wasn't mm. a striker guy, but a big power hitter. Yeah. And then a guy like David Wells was a pitcher in the same era. So you get both sides. of It's not like, oh, well, pitchers don't want to watch the game anymore because it's all home runs or something like that. No, it's both sides of the, of the field. Mm. These are these are players not too long ago, and, and Sheffield tribute Hall of Fame. Yeah. And David Wells had a hell of a career. Mm-hmm. So, players that obviously mean something to, to the game and their teams, to say that they don't watch the game anymore because strikeouts are way up, it's all analytical, it's all uppercut and, and exit velocity and launch angle, that's just not what people want to see. Yeah, Like, oh, home runs are cool, but 10 strikeouts to get to every one home run, it's not cool. No. It's not fun to watch a guy swing and miss. It's like, you know going to a tennis match and seeing the guy serve the ball over and he swing at it and miss every time. Yeah. But every once in a while he hits an ace. Yeah. So it's... What's the fun in that? Yeah. You know, it's... Or, or even people saying, you know, like, watch football and, you know, they don't like the low-scoring games anymore. It's now There's nothing going on. Yeah. That's how baseball is. This ball's not in play. So sure. you got to cut the strikeouts down and, and, and cut the, you know, you know, is it... And they have all these crazy rules. They want to move the mound back. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you want to keep... You don't want pitchers to get hurt but you want to move the mound back to make them think they have to throw the ball harder to get it there or do more to get the that's not gonna make that doesn't that's not, that's not the problem no you can't do that adjusting the shift where you have guys in the you know you, if you want to do something like that I guess that could help that, that's not gonna change the fact that the guy's still gonna swing for a home run mm-hmm. it's a mindset that they gotta get into the, you know can't just be launch angle and home runs all the time mm-hmm. so something has to change in the players themselves yeah to get there um, and I think we'll see it I think we do see a change with guys like David Fletcher guys mm-hmm. like Nick Madrigal level value types even more Jose Ramirez and and guys like that who still do take offense to striking out and want to put the ball in play and are hitters, not just swingers, are hitters. Mm-hmm. So we'll see that that crawl back, I think. But it's going to take a whole mind and a generation to really change it back to um, an exciting play. Yeah. Right now it's just swing and miss and hit home runs, and that's just not it's just not that fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got it, it's it's weird because you've got a new era of baseball coming in with the young guys and they want to do the bat flip and they want to, you know, make the game have more flair, which 
is fine to a degree, and that gets people in the door because people like the flair and they like the the instant gratification and the you know the spectacle of it. But then you have, like you said, you have guys going up there and they strike. There's you know one through nine, they all strike out, and then they get a home run. Then the next guy strikes out, and then there's another home run. It's nice because the home runs always, you know, chicks dig the long ball. But, you know, I feel like we live – people, when they watch sports, want that instant gratification. I think that a sport like football and basketball kind of grant that because there's always action going on. And just the nature of baseball is is that there's not always action going on. So no matter what, you're not going to get everyone in the door. It just is what it is. So you got to figure out, well, how can we get more people in the door? Well, apparently, like you said with the, the statistics, they're getting people in the door. But are they sticking around? That's the that's the number I want to see. Who's sticking around? Is it the younger people? Are they sticking around? Are they getting people of maybe non-white? You know, are they getting more you know African American kids in? Are they getting you know are they getting more? Are they seeing an uptick in little league? You know, people signing up to little league. You know, things like this. Are they getting into the game? But to go back to is baseball fun to watch? I mean, we kind of live. You know, it's hard for us to say, and people that li- that listen to this podcast say because of course we think it's fun to watch. I love watching baseball. I think it's, you know, I think it's probably the best sport, in my opinion, just about. I mean, that's obviously subjective. You could, you could love curling. I don't care, you know. But I think that the MLB has to do a better job of of making rules that keep the game the game, but to kind of push people closer to it. Like, like I don't think the, the runner at second rules getting more viewers. That just pisses off people that already watch baseball. But really, I, I, you know, that's what I think. You know, you're kind of treating MLB players like like they can't get hits and develop a run or, I guess, hit a home run like anyone else does anymore. But, you know, I, I think that I think that baseball is fun to watch. I think that no matter what you do, you can't get everyone in the door. It just is what it is. But I think that the MLB has to focus. It's like we talked about. We even talked about it last week. They have to shift their focus into things that really would make the viewing experience better as opposed to pushing the mound back. Oh, let's add another base. Let's make the base bigger, whatever that that plan is. You know, I, I mean, it, it. There's little things here and there you can do that will. I mean, robo umps like, yeah, that's an idea, but is it the right one? I, you know, it, the the decision making is questionable. Was one that we really didn't yeah, like. that's that's what I mean. Like it, they're focusing on the wrong things. They're just they're, I don't know where their mind is at. I don't know who's the yes men behind the scenes telling them this stuff. But it is surprising to me to hear guys like Gary Sheffield and, and David Wells say that they don't watch baseball anymore. Maybe something goes into it where they lived baseball so long, maybe they want to get away from it. But at their age, they've been away from it for so long, you'd think that they'd want to sit down and watch a, a Marlins game for Sheffield or a, or a Yankee game for both of them. Or, uh, you know, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't understand. It's, just, it's surprising. Is the, is the game fun? Sure. But there's not the excitement because that's what – Really, the players and the way this, the teams are ran or want. Mm. They don't want – it seems like they don't want the fun. Mm. They don't want the, the balls in play. They don't want the stolen base. They don't want that stuff. They want just a home run because they said, oh, the pitchers are so good, we can't get three, four hits off them in a row. Mm. So you might as well just hope for a walk or something and, and a home run or two good swings. I'd rather barrel one ball off – like I want to barrel one ball off against Garrett Cole. Might as well be a home run. Yeah. As they're hoping three guys can get three hits. Sure. And then if you watch games, you watch the game – uh, you know, we watched the, the one Rays Yankees game against uh, Lucas uh, Lucic, I think his name is, for mm-hmm. the Yankees. I think the Rays had five hits that inning, and none of them were, were exit velocity were higher than 70 miles per hour. And they scored a run, just putting the ball in play. Mm-hmm. And n- none of them were errors. They were all hits, bloop hits, and just finding the hole. That's exciting because the ball's in play. There's been people moving. 
what was it? Game five of the World Series, Game four of the World Series last year. The 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 uh, Rosarina falling down and everything going off the walls. Yeah, I think it was like Game five or something. It wasn't yeah. a home run that did that. It was a blue pit up the middle. It wasn't a home run in two thousand one hmm. with Luis Gonzalez. That was an exciting play. It wasn't a home run in the two thousand eleven World Series to get to the David Freeze moment. It was a ball off the wall. It's not always the home run. It's the memorable moment. Yeah. So, you know, in Buckner, you can even go you can go all the time. Yes, there's home runs that are memorable. There's always gonna be home runs that are memorable. Home yeah. runs a home run. Mm-hmm. That's just not everything. And that's what they need to they, they just need to get the idea that a lot of fun things aren't people don't what hit and runs is fun. Mm-hmm. Stealing stealing bases is fun. Yeah. Special pickoff moves, especially at second base, that's fun. A triple is, I think, is the most exciting thing in baseball. And a perfectly executed relay mm-hmm. is beautiful to watch. A great swing, opposite field, being able to beat somebody. He moves two steps here. You hit, hit it two steps. That's that's awesome to watch. Being able to just hit a home run, sure it's cool. Yeah. But it's like, really, oh, he hit the ball 350 feet. Now I watch him jog around bases. That's mm-hmm. not action. Yeah. Really, it's not action. Mm-hmm. The, ten, the the three seconds it was to see the ball go out, sure that's action. Mm. but jogging around bases ain't fun sprinting around first base heading to second base heading to third base with a team trying to realize throw the ball at third base that's fun mm. Ronald Acuna you see him sliding head first across the plate that's exciting seeing a guy slowly walk back to the dugout because he swung and missed on three pitches is not fun no so what they can do I don't know there's some of these rules they come up with are crazy I'm surprised they didn't do something where you only can use a certain amount of pitchers in a game I'm surprised I'm really surprised they haven't changed the game to the point where they just shorten the count. Two strikes, you're out, and three balls just walk. Do you imagine? That's more. Packs more action. Yeah. Makes true. starting pitchers go longer because they don't throw as many pitches. I'm surprised they haven't pulled that. Don't give me any ideas. Yeah, I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't done something like that. So I don't know what their, their plans are, but they got to get the game back to contact and stuff moving and hitting runs and, and just movement. Yeah. You can't just keep. You know, kicking extra points, essentially, like football. You don't want to watch a whole game of extra points. Yeah. That's kind of what we're seeing. That's true. Yeah, what is it? The the, the uh, steal home is the most exciting play in baseball? Or the inside the park home run? And I mean... It's just because there's action. Yeah. There's people... There's, every position's moving. Yep. A triple. I mean, a relay throw is unbelievable to watch. Perfect relay, double relay, and, and you know, the, the, the double plays and stuff like that. It's just it's people moving around, you know? Yeah. Just seeing a guy hit a ball is exciting for a couple seconds. Mm-hmm. And then you got to watch 10 seconds of him just jogging around a base. Yeah. You can look at the street and see someone jogged in the road. And that's not much exciting. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I think the idea of, of hitting the ball and doing all this stuff and hitting runs and leading and that that's exciting. Yeah. I, I think that uh, they, you know, I think they are, do a bad job of marketing their players. I think that's another thing that they, that they do. That's bad is, you know, a lot of sports have superstars, you know, you got LeBron James in basketball and, and you got, you know, guys like Tom Brady in football. You got these superstars that are, are loved by people. Like, I mean, they're idolized by people. You don't really, you would love that to be Mike Trout. It looks like they want it to be Tatis now, you know, and with Lindor in, in New York now, you'd like that, you know, he's a good guy to be able to market, especially in the New York market. So I think that has something to do with it too. They don't market their guys right. If you get, you get someone like that, you know, and the kids sees that and go, Hey, I like him. You know, then you get more people in the door, you get families and, and you get more kids that want to play baseball and, and, and watch it. And it, it, it makes a difference. I think. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I think baseball is one of the hardest sports to market just because there's 162 games. And yeah. There's games on a Tuesday afternoon, and there's games on a Wednesday afternoon, and there's games on Wednesday at 10 o'clock at night on the, on the East Coast. Absolutely. So it's not it's harder than just, you know, oh, look, football. It's a Sunday. Everyone's home. Everyone's watching. Monday night, you know, it's, it's prime time. There's only 16 games. Mm-hmm. So it's harder. You know, basketball, there's obviously more breaks. There's a lot of games and stuff. But, you know, there's the – Saturday games and the Sunday games and, and stuff like that. Baseball's on all the time, so it's hard to really be like, oh, well, mm. come watch them today on May 17th Yeah, when the season doesn't end until September 30th. So, yeah, it's harder to market, but it, the game itself, there has to be something done. Strikeouts are strikeouts. We get that, but there's no, like, you know, it's almost like a pat on the back. Like, hey, you did a good job. You struck out. Instead of being like, hey, you just struck out. It used to be like, hey, you just struck out. Like, the kid play literally cry because he struck out. Mm-hmm. Now it's almost like, hey, you know what? I like that uppercut. Though. You almost you almost hit that home run on that one ball you swung and missed on. That was really cool. Yeah. It's no excitement. It's got to be excitement. Ball has to be in play. There has to be movement. There's got to be people going places and, and, and things going on. That's what's exciting. So you can't, sure. I, you can't move the mound and stuff like that and try stopping pitchers because that's just going to hurt people. It's just, I don't know. It's got to be a, a mindset. Sure. Uh, yeah, not just home runs are going to win you a bunch of games, and a home run never won your World Series. No teams ever just mashed home runs to win a World Series. Nineteen ninety seven Indians was the team that could have done it, and they never did it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. The team that doesn't strike out seems to win, and the team that plays good defense. And the Rays were put put ball in play last year, and they played really really good defense, and they ran the bases, and they were in the World Series. Mm-hmm. Even with their team batting like a buck something without a Rosarena. Yeah. So I, I don't know. So I think the game's fun. But I understand why people say it's not fun and why people don't even watch it because if you're not really into it with your team or fantasy or you got money involved in it, seeing a guy swing and miss a bunch of times is it's not funny. You can go watch golf at least he's not gonna swing and miss. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good point. You know? It's a good point. So Yeah. No, I see, I see why people don't like it. And like I said, it is what it is. You're not gonna get everyone in the door. It's not like football. Football you can just turn on on a Sunday and if you generally know sports, you can generally know what's going on. And yeah, you don't always, have to invest a lot of time into it. Always people running around. Yeah. Baseball is not always people running around. No matter yeah. what you do, there's not every every pitch is not going to be someone running around. Mm-hmm. But you can have more action. I don't think baseball can do too much to change that unless they really change the game, which I don't think is a good idea. No. But they can really, you know, the shift thing is maybe an idea where you can work on that. Maybe you only give them a certain amount of shifts per game. Yeah. Larger shifts. There's stuff that you could do that doesn't change the game, the whole game. Mm-hmm. That I don't think people would be mad at. But moving the mound is that's changing the entire game. That's like changing the count. Mm-hmm. That changes the entire game. Yeah. So we'll see. But um, I think we just need to get the players, the Lemayus and the Fletchers and the Magicals and those guys in the door and let them slap the ball around a little bit and have some fun. Yeah. That's what we want to see. You want to see guys, you know, getting hits and getting on base and it doesn't just take striking out all the time to be really good. Yeah. So. Yeah. And there's there's players out there that that have a lot of flair and have a lot of fun and, and, you know, let the, let the kids play thing. I, we have our problems with that, but it is in, yeah. in some cases is moving in the right direction. So yeah, yeah. it's, and people are going to strike out. Yeah. You're going to have your power. Hitters. You're going to have your Stanton, your, your, your Adam Dunn, your, you know, your Reggie Jackson. You're going to strike out. They're strikeout mm-hmm. guys. It happens, but not everybody has to just strike out all the time. And there's, I think there's better pitchers all around more relievers. That's going to always make more strikeouts. That's going to happen. Strikeouts mm-hmm. are going to be up. Compared mm. to back then, that's just how it is. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. The other day, I think the 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 Rockies lost to the, the Mets uh, in a seven inning doubleheader, twenty one outs, seventeen of them were strikeouts. 
Four balls were put in play by the Rockies. Jesus. Four. Yeah, that's terrible. That's not good. No. That doesn't have to happen. But to answer the question, yes, I think baseball's fun. It's just Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. I mean I'll go I'll go to every game. Yeah. Good. So But you just gotta get more people in the door and uh and you know, do what you can with the game because you're not gonna change the game, or at least you shouldn't. God knows what they do. But <laughs> to flip it to a little bit more of a, a dire topic. That's not fun. That's not fun, at least to us. Maybe if you're a Red Sox fan or, or a Rays fan, you're definitely having fun. All three of them. Yeah. Is it time to hit the panic button on the Yankees? The Yankees currently have the, the worst record in the American League at 5-10, and ten, uh, failing to string together more than two wins in a row all season, and currently in the midst of a five-game losing streak. Uh, they have notable struggles in all three main as- aspects of the game, offense, defense, and starting pitching. Is this a sign of things to come, or is it mer- merely early season rust? Now, we talked personally about this. For a while. We think they're embarrassing right now. But do you overall think that this is just the Yankees again? You know, I know, I think I know the answer already, but for the viewers or for the listeners, is this just the Yankees? This is their 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021 team. This is just how they play. And they're going to end up, they're going to end up all right. And we'll see what happens in the playoffs. Or do you think that they're really going to play bad? Do you think that this is really... I, I think there's too much talent for them to just not be at least in the playoffs and, and, and one of the better teams. But again, you're not going to win the World Series on hitting just home runs. If the 97 Indians could do it with Manny Ramirez and Jim Tomey and Albert Bell and the Alomars and Kenny Lofton and Vizquel, I can keep going. The Yankees aren't going to do it. <clears throat> because Manny Ramirez at 23 years old is not on that team. Jim Tomey and Albert Bell and guys like that are not on the Yankees. I don't, mm-hmm. You're never going to compare any of those guys to them. So if they couldn't do it, you're not going to do it. You have to play defense. That's part of the game. They don't. Do, they don't do that. They don't run the base as well. They're just. Um, I mean, I think they'll be in the playoffs. I just don't see a home run team just home runs and striking out all that much is going to win a World Series. So we're just going to keep having the same team over and over again. So I don't think it's time to really, really bear right down and, and get rid of everybody and panic completely because the team is eventually going to be good. Mm-hmm. But are they ever going to win by just doing this? Probably not. And I don't know. I don't. I don't like. Aaron, I don't like Aaron Boone just patting everybody on the back. Doesn't say nothing. Sometimes you got to go in there and smack a water cooler around and push someone down and do everything <laughs> else and just and and show that you you're not good. You're not good. Mm-hmm. And it's time to be better. Mm-hmm. So put the ball in play. Change your swing. Make contact. Bunt. You're not hitting. Bunt against a the shift. There's stuff to do. So time to completely panic on the Yankees. No, but if you're in our area. Of the United States, and you're watching baseball, you're never going to watch another game if you just watched any of those first 15 Yankee games. That's not fun. Yeah. And that goes right what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. There's nothing good about any of the things they're doing. Yeah. So. No. Yeah. I agree. Very disappointed. There's not many guys on that Yankees team that I even like. Mayhew's a maniac because I love him. <laughs> the, mother, the mother idiots on the team, I don't understand. So, especially the guy in right field. Uh, I don't see... Uh, I, I can't even say that he plays the def- defense anymore because he doesn't even try out there. He doesn't want to get hurt or something. It would be better off if he got hurt. But I don't know. I, I don't know with the Yankees. I, I really – I'll watch them. I watched the last Friday. I watched every, that was the worst. That was terrible. That was one of the worst losses I've ever I said, seen. There's only been a few times that I've ever watched, like I said, my sports team where I was just unbelievably disappointed and just disgusted. But continue to watch. Hmm. <laughs> And the Yankees, it's been twice as the time went to the Orioles game, and they made like 18 errors. Yeah. And it was that game. And then, of course, I had two games with the Raiders. 
as you guys can imagine, um, <laughs> that I watched and just was like, this is disgusting. But I won't turn it off. It's like a train wreck. Can't look away. Yeah. And I watched it and just disgust with the way the team is ran and, and handled and how they play. So we'll see. But if you're looking at like, oh, they ever they're not that's not going to be good this year. I think they'll they'll be all right and they'll be in the playoffs. But if they're going to play like this, they're not going to do nothing. No. Unless they have six, seven guys hot, unbelievably hot going into the playoffs because then you're just going to match a couple home runs and maybe get to the World Series, but it's not going to last. Yeah. And it, it's like I said to you before we recorded, overall, I'm not concerned. Well, I'm concerned. I have my problems with them, of course. But I'm not, for a 162-game season, I'm not concerned about them getting in the playoffs or anything. They're not going to finish third, fourth, or fifth. You know, I mean, in the worst case, maybe third. Maybe worst case. But... Uh, they're still just too good, and they're all they're all collectively hitting so bad that with the talent they have, it just can't last. But it's you know, and we agree on this. It's just is it's just a harbor, excuse me, of of things to come. That the playoffs are just going to come again, and they'll probably be in the division series or the championship series or hell even the World Series, and they'll just do this again, where they get into this streak where no one hits like hits, they strike out a lot. And it's it's going to end in disappointment again, and and they'll get to that point, and it'll keep stringing this team along for Cashman because they're getting that close and they're that good because they are. I mean, they are talented, but they're just not. They don't have the diversity in their lineup to just. And they, I guess the upper brass doesn't have the balls to call themselves an all analytic team or not an analytic team. There's they they want to be analytical, but they don't. So they don't call themselves in the middle. They want to go all in, but they don't. Like it, it's it's. I mean. We're Yankee fans, so we, we you know we watch the team. We just about watch every game, I'd say, that we can. So maybe we're a little hyper, you know, into them. And maybe some, if you're a fan of the Royals and you're just watching from afar, you're like, eh, they'll be okay. But we're not used to this, the the five and ten Yankees. Yeah. They have their issues, but they've always at least yeah. they win a hundred games somehow. Yeah, I'm not like I said, I'm not trying to be a you know one of those fair weather fans or something, but they just don't look like they're even good. Yeah, like if you watch them, yeah, that's just not how you're supposed to play. They're a bad five and ten. Like you, they're, you just, know? they're just not. They just don't look good. They don't have, as I said before, they don't have. They have. I think they have one hitter on the team. And that's Lemayu. He's a hitter. Mm-hmm. The other guys are all a bunch of guys who are good swingers, where they just swing and swing and swing and hope they hit it. And sometimes they hit it, and sometimes they hit home runs, and their stats end up okay. That's a swinger. But mm-hmm. as a guy who's a hitter, is Lemayu. He's going to hit 300. He's going to hit the ball this way. He's going to hit behind runners. He can hit a hit and run. He can, you know, put the ball in play. That's a hitter. It's a true hitter. Mm-hmm. A swinger is a guy who just, it's just, you know, just swings all the time and hopes he gets a couple home runs. Same concept as a pitcher. There's a pitcher and there's a thrower. Mm-hmm. Some guys just throw really hard and have no clue what they're doing. Sometimes they're really good. Sometimes they're not. And then some guys who are like pitchers who can throw hard, can just change his game. Greg Maddox, a guy like that who just, okay, this pitch is working, this pitch isn't, I'm going to pinpoint, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. That's a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Some guys just throw 105 and they're like, okay, I'm just going to throw it by everybody. Yeah. And sometimes I'm good and sometimes I'm not. So the Yankees themselves need to turn themselves at times to hitters. And the game itself, to bring it all together, you got to get more hitters, less swingers, and more, you know, the pitch, the concept of getting more pitchers, not throwers, more hitters, not swingers. Sure. Yeah. I mean, just to, I'm not going to just uh, keep going on this because, you know, there's more than just the Yankees in the league. But it is a big thing going on. I've seen it on every news, sports news outlet that talk about the Yankees. So I thought it was 
relevant to bring up. And I think overall they'll probably end up winning the division or at least I would assume get a wild card and they'll get out of this and I'm sure they'll rattle off five or 10 in a row at some point and, and fans will be like, Oh, they're the best. See that we knew, you know, and then they'll just flip because the Yankee fans tend to do that. So, but we'll see, you know, we got to keep, got to keep an eye on them and uh, who knows, you know, maybe this is finally a wake up call to, to change, to really change something. So we'll see what happens. Um, but with that, we'll lead into our who's doing the best right now and then to our hot and cold stuff. So who's doing the best right now for the millionth week in a row? It's the Dodgers with the best record in the league at the dating back to last season. I, I want to find the episode where they weren't, but they have the best record at 13 and three. Uh, the Red Sox have the second best record in the league and they have the best record in the AL at 11 and six after today's win. Um, they played at like 1130 or something. So they already, they've been done. Uh, Dodgers own the best run differential in the league with plus 38 and the, Lowly Tigers own the worst run differential at minus 28. So uh, Dodgers, obviously uh, hot on top again. I think they just came off a series win with the Padres, a very, you know, fiery series. I know you'll get into into some of the stuff here. Red Sox are hitting unbelievably. This is also a reason to not, maybe not hit the panic button on the Yankees yet is because you have the, the Red Sox with the best record in the AL and not for nothing, but they can't pitch over a full season. Not to discredit their hitting, their hitting is, is great. I, I always said their hitting was good, and they're really gelling right now. But it's still early. You know, a 13-3 record for the Dodgers is unbelievable. That's very good. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with the season. I know you got uh, some hot and cold teams to talk about. I think I already know one of the cold teams, <laughs> for sure. So, uh, yeah, so why don't you get into that? So, uh, some of the hot teams here are the other team in New York, the Mets, and the Seattle Mariners. Yeah. The Kansas City Royals, the good old Oakland A's, and the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. And the, Rays, uh, the A's, everybody was, people were ready to go crazy there. Uh, they were 1-7, and now they've won, I think, 8 or 9 in a row, and they're, I think they're a game out of first place. So, yep. don't worry about that. We knew that. Yeah, it's the A's, what they do. So, um, but they, you know, hit the ball, play play the game the right way, so that's, you know, to worry about. Sure. Um, a couple of cold teams. The other side of New York, the Yankees, or extremely terrible right now. Uh, the Colorado Rockies are actually a game worse or two worse. So that's really not good at all. No. Uh, the Twins are not playing that great. Uh, the Astros, especially with some of the guys going on the COVID list, uh, not playing good. And the Cubs, I think, are actually the worst hitting team in baseball right now. And yeah. I think there's not a guy on that team, I don't think, that's hitting over 200, I think, for the season. Like a, like a starter. I'm pretty sure. I think maybe Rizzo after yesterday's game, maybe, maybe he's hitting. But they're yeah. they're like a team average like one it was it was like one sixty. It was it was like one sixty something. It was terrible. Yeah, they're just not hitting the ball. And, and that's that's, th- that's their thing. Yeah, kind of like the Yankees, but that's their thing. And they really they do have talent. This is going on. This is going on two years now, maybe even three. I mean, it's 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 concerning for Cubs fans, you know. And they're getting to contract years. These guys, so yeah. So that's uh, some hot and cold. Hot and cold teams there, so. Sure. So then let's get into who's hot and who's not. We'll get into the players now. We got some, obviously, some crossover here with the hot players. Um, you'll get into the, the pitchers, but my hitters that I got for this week are obviously number one, Ron Lacuna Jr., winning uh, player of the week in the NL. He batted three seventy five in the last week with a seven ninety two slugging and a twelve fifty six OPS. He's just been absolutely unbelievable. He's been unbelievable to watch. Um, you know, not even just the stat card does this guy justice. He's a fun player to watch. Um, he's got stupid strength. If you look at him, you wouldn't really think it, but he's got unbelievable strength, speed, 
I mean, he's really a, he's the real deal. He's a full package guy, and he's yeah. a guy that should maybe thinking about being a star of the game. You know, and on my fantasy team. Yeah, so he was second overall in uh, in our league. So obviously, could have gone first overall for sure. I was a steal of the draft. Yeah, I mean for real, and that's saying over Mike Trout. You know, so that's big, high company. Uh, number two, I have Mitch Haniger batting a uh, 429 over the last week with a 786 slugging and a 1234 OPS. So hitting very well, having a good slugging, you know, maybe a name you don't see all that often on the list. Uh, um, a great comeback, too, for him. Yeah. Multiple years. He's a really good, talented player. Just has a bunch of different injuries and some serious ones and uh, one crazy one. I'm not going to go into, but, yeah, good to see him back and playing well and somehow the Mariners in first place out there. Yeah, I just don't understand it. But Without Kyle Lewis. Yeah, I and imagine. Kalinick. Yeah, and... Uh, what Julio Rodriguez, the other guy. I mean, yeah. I don't know how and far. James Paxson. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going on out there. Yeah. I mean, you got to figure that they'll come back down, but old double you never wins know. of the Yankees and uh, I don't know, no, not nowhere near the same talent. Yeah. Yeah. Like not even close, really. Not even close. Yeah. So I mean, that's just a crazy. That's the yeah. game, though. Yeah, that's baseball. Uh, number three here, I got Brandon Nimmo batting 476 on the week, only a 476 slugging and a 998 OPS, but hitting. You know, like we talked about, hitting the baseball, not Play just, hustle. yeah. Uh, so he's having a good week. And then who I thought was having quietly probably the best week is uh, Gene Segura here, batting 550 on the week with an 850 slugging, a 1421 OPS. No one saying anything about him. I did think about picking him up in uh, in fantasy because I have Dylan Moore, and golly, he can't hit. Uh, he should be on this cold list, but I don't have him here. And then... My fifth guy here for the hot list kind of covers basically the Red Sox as a whole, but Alex Verdugo, uh, batting 393 on the week with a 643 slugging and a 1080 OPS. I could have put him on here. I could have put J.D. Martinez. I could have put Xander Bogarts. You know, I could any of them are interchangeable there because the Red Sox are just all hitting like that at once right now. So, yeah. um, But Alex Verdugo, a little bit lesser of a, of a talent, or not lesser of a talent, but a lesser uh, star than Bogarts and J.D. Martinez. You kind of expect that out of those guys. But Verdugo kind of came over, you know, Betts leaves, goes to L.A., they get Verdugo. It's like, oh, here we go, you know. Um, but I think, and, and I said this, I, he's a talented guy. You know, I know he had injury problems, but he's he's a talented player. This, obviously, you get hitting like this, it's even better. But, you know, um, I'm glad that, you know, Red Sox fans are seeing the, the talent they got. And he was even good last season. So yeah. so that's that's my hot guys. Yeah, so a couple of the, the high hitters that I have here that you didn't mention, uh, Josh Harrison, Mike's uh, comeback player of the year. Yes. Guy, he's betting almost 500. Joey Votto, started off pretty pretty uh, cold. He was hitting the ball well, just, you know, wasn't turning into much, but he's going now. He had to turn triple play the other day, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, the weird um, one. Yeah, Jazz Chazom, guy who I have, I believe I have a signed card of his. He's been doing great. Um, yeah. Was the reason they beat the, the Mets, beat DeGrom, hit the home run. Mm-hmm. Crushed one, too. Uh, Matt Olson. Yeah. I think 400, over 400 his last seven days. Uh, three couple home runs, three home runs, I believe. Um, and Anthony Rizzo, after yesterday's performance, really boosted his numbers up for the last seven days. He's been hitting pretty well. Yeah. So there's a few guys there that I um, that you didn't mention that I just wanted to throw out there. Mm-hmm. You got pitchers too, or this week, or I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously Rodon is. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got I got a few uh, pitchers here, like I always do. I got Degrom, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know he's doing he's doing fine with his personal stats other than you know the win column. Uh, one quick thing with him though, I seem like I always talk about Degrom. I, I get a feeling sometimes that he pitches to his competition. I really do get a feeling like that. If it's 
zero zero, he will keep it zero zero. If his team did give him four runs, he'll give up three runs. Mm. I feel like that he does that. Mm-hmm. I know uh, what you mean. I won't. I don't have the stats, Mets fans, whatever you want to say. I don't really care. I still don't believe he should have won two Cy Youngs either. You got to win games. I'll stick, stay up, <laughs> stand up and down for that. But great pitcher. But I do feel like he does that at times. I know what you mean. I kind of thought like, the same oh, thing. Man, they got to give him some run support. Give him three runs. Okay, let me give up two or three. Like, yeah, yeah. Let's make it close again. Yeah, get so the I blood feel like pumping. He does that at times. Mm. Uh, could just be coincidental, but whatever. But uh, anyway, to get some more pitchers, Carlos Rodon, of course, Corbin Burns. Yeah. Brewers pitching great. Yeah. Uh, which is the thing we talked about. They didn't have pitching. They had young guys. See if they could turn around. Their pitching has been great this year. Yeah. Uh, I don't see it holding up, but we'll see. Tyler Glass now. <laughs> so a young pick. So hopefully that keeps going. Uh, John Means. Uh, he's, you know, doesn't throw hard, just gets the job done. So mm-hmm. good for him. And Ma- uh, Matthew Boyd back. Yeah. After last year's struggles, he's, he seems to be back to the way he was. Um, so these are a couple of guys who are really, really pitching the ball well. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously Glass now. You kind of expect that to Grom. Kind of expect that. And Rodon, win player of the week, having the no-hitter. Awesome. Yeah. When drafted, you expected that all the time. Yeah. But after the story and stuff he's dealt, dealt with, it's, it's great to see yeah. him back and, and doing his thing. Sure. Now, moving on to the cold players. Number one here, I got Austin Meadows, batting a .091 average, .091 slugging, .35 OPS, .350 OPS. Yeah, I I figured you'd know. But, I mean, he's a very talented guy, so just a bad week, I guess. Uh, Right behind him at number two, Ramon Liriano, batting 100 over the last week with a 200 slugging and a .382 OPS. I believe it was you that, yeah, you told me the the, the stolen bases have been off the charts with him, but I I guess just... He already. Yeah. He had more than every... I think he was like second. He be the second in teams stolen bases. I think there's only one, maybe two teams that have more stolen bases a team that he has individually. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he was hitting well before this. So I think this yeah, is just an off week. Just a, yeah, just a little bit off. Yeah. Um, then at number three, I have Cesar Hernandez batting 136 over the last week, 136 slugging, 406 OPS. A guy that I think goes a little bit under the radar. Actually, a really good hitter, really good average guy. A little surprised to see him on the list. Um, consistent, really 280 every year, 270, 280 every year. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he goes underappreciated. So, uh, yeah, like I said, a little surprising. Uh, number four, I have Marcus Simeon batting 130 over the last week, 261 slugging, 453 OPS. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I actually think he came out of the gate pretty hot. He was hitting actually pretty well um, after coming off of a pretty rough year for the A's and um, didn't do him any favors with free agency and stuff like that. So a guy that I suspect to have overall a good year, but, you know, last week, I think the – I'm pretty sure the Blue Jays as a whole, they lost like five in a row. They didn't hit good for a while except for Vlad. But um, I think they, they did have some hitting woes, so I guess that kind of falls into that. And number five, I have Nick Ahmed. He was the worst I've seen on the list, so I had to put him on here. 0.056 average, 0.056 slugging, a 1.6, a 0.161 OPS. Just terrible. Probably one for, <laughs> probably one for like, I don't even know, one for 20 or one 15. for, yeah, something like that. So, uh, just, just not great. Um, not anything against Nick Ahmed because it's not like you expect Nick Ahmed to hit 300. But geez, yeah, yeah. you know, hopefully gets off the, you know, off the Schneid here and, and gets going. Yeah, yeah. Got a couple guys I want to throw out there. Um, Josh Bell, as I am well aware of, <laughs> again, Elvis Andrews, Matt Carpenter has really not been good. Rogan at Odor. There's like two hits. Yeah, that's an awful defense right now too. So that's to even yep. go worse than that. Uh, Eugenio Suarez, I uh, hitting well, and Santander as 
Mike's well aware. Dropped his ass. Uh, <laughs> guys who are really just not hitting the ball well right now over the last seven games, mm-hmm. uh, which you know could be 10, 15, 16, 20 at-bats. Mm-hmm. But still, that's just not a, that's not a good run. No. Um, some cold pitchers, which pitchers definitely have a hard time overcoming. Yeah. Bad outings. I mean, starters, not as much. But a hitter, you know, you can go one for 20, and it doesn't really, you know, the whole grand scheme of things, you have 600 at-bats. Mm-hmm. Like a bullpen guy, he has one bad outing. He takes July till he get, you know catches up. Mm-hmm. But pitchers definitely, you know, shows off more. But some cold pitchers, uh, Jake Odorizzi, is getting hammered all year, especially recently. Yeah. Carlos Martinez, another one not pitching well at all. Yeah. Randy Dubnak, getting beat up. Patrick Corbin's getting lit up. Yeah. Lit up. Yeah, I know. Bad. Real bad. Mm-hmm. I think he has a high. I think he has a, over 22 year right for the year, I believe. Kyle Hendricks has been seeing up four home runs to the Braves yesterday in the first inning. Not pitching well. Not great. And Strasburg not pitching well. And um, we will talk about – I'll talk about him here pretty shortly. Surprise, uh, surprise. But, uh, yeah, he's not pitching well. So, yeah, that's, that's some relatively big names there not, not doing well pitching-wise. Yeah. So, we'll see what happens with some of them and if they can overcome some of that. Yeah, I, like you said, some surprising names on there, some big names. But uh... – you know, obviously, guy like Jake Odorizzi, you wonder. You know, that's one you kind of got to be a little worried about. But, Late signing. Yeah. That always seems to be a big reason why some of these guys come off to bad starts when they sign late in spring training. Yeah. So, I mean, that that doesn't really surprise me. Guys like, you know, Corbin definitely surprised me because he is good. He's very talented. Um, Strasburg, I suspect, not pitching well in relation to what you're about to talk about. You know, so you know things happen this season. It's still it's still outstandingly early. You know, we're we're it's April nineteenth as we're recording this. So I mean, it's it's you know there's concerns and there's you know there's problems that you have to address. But overall, I don't think anyone's really. I've looked at anyone and been like, wow, you're gonna have a bad season. You know, like there's nothing like that yet. So well, then someone for the Yankees, but well, I mean, yeah, they're a special breed right now. So, but. Yeah, so I know you got um, I know you got some other stuff, but that's all I got for for the hot and cold stuff and and all that. Yeah, yeah. The last thing I always like to go into is just some injury, you know, concerns or or, or notes here. Acuna left uh, yesterday's game with abdominal strain. <clears throat> uh, he's considered day to day right now. The the MRI was uh, I guess pretty positive because he's only day to day. Um, again, I'm well aware. <laughs> of his uh, of, of his information. Mm-hmm. Um, again, here's where we talk about Strasburg. Again, he went on the IL with a shoulder injury. That's uh, Strasburg. He's always hurt. Yep. That's what I was uh, when he signed the contract. Was worried about with them is because he's he's a, he's an injury. He's an he's an injury guy. Just yeah. Seems to be that way. So and mostly with the arm mm-hmm. or elbow or hands or finger. So it's it's concerning. Yeah. Sure. Um, Lance Lynn. Puts a complete game shutout. Now he has a trap injury, so he's on the IL. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max Freed, Braves are beat up right now. They're, he's on the IL. He was getting beat up. Yeah. Stalin <laughs> Marte, they thought it was an oblique. They found out he had a fractured or a cracked rib. Oh, wow. So he's um, he's on the IL now. Uh, Christian Yelich was put on the IL, I believe, with back tightness. Nothing too serious there. Just big name. They're missing. He always kind of had back stuff, didn't he? Yeah, it always seems to have a back uh, stiffness here and there. But they put him on the IL early in the season, just kind of. Keep him, keep him healthy. Yep. Um, and then a couple things on the good side of things. Uh, you'll see Otani. He's supposed to pitch tomorrow, Tuesday, the, the April 20th. He's supposed to be back on the mound for the first time since he got, I guess, taken out at the plate. I mean, he's still hitting, and he's still hitting great. Yep. But um, he'll be back on the mound, so that's exciting, especially for the Angels. 
Tim Anderson's back again, well aware, <laughs> playing playing very good off the off the IL. Yeah. Um, and JD Davis is back for the Mets, one of their uh, one of their better hitters and uh, a guy that <laughs> the Mets are gonna Daniel Murphy, him, great hitter, and they just don't seem like they want to play him or find a spot for him, and they always seem to get want to get rid of him, even mm-hmm. though he's one of their better hitters. Sure. So uh, JD Davis is back for them. So some big names going on the IL and some big names coming off the IL. So that's mm-hmm. uh, kind of how it goes all year. Yeah, like I said, thank thankfully uh, this week again, no big uh, maybe season ending or anything like that injury. Um, you never like to see that stuff. You know, injuries happen throughout the year. You get a little, you know, you get a little tight, you know, in the quad, or you get a little, you know, like uh, what was it? Acuna was some mild abdominal strain. I yeah. mean, thing, you know, you, things happen. Head first, and I think just the belt maybe pushed in. I think that seemed like that was more of the issue. But yeah, like, yep. you never really know. It just could be bad luck and coincidental, but. Yeah, well, when you play like him, he plays very, you know, exciting, exciting and energetic, and Fast. he's he's out there to play like it's going to be the last time he ever plays. So, um, it doesn't surprise you when when a guy plays like that. So, you know, um, like I said, injuries happen, things happen. If they're on the ten day IL, they come off, they play, you know, the rest of the season. Then you, that's what you want to see. So, just as a even as a general baseball fan, unless you really can't stand the guy, but yeah. you know. That's why I um, think it was a great thing for them to also cut down the IL from 15 to 10 days because then you could put guys on for a shorter period of time. Yeah, just make sure they're all right. If they have, like, back tightness, you call someone up for 10 days, they're good, they come off, and, and you're back on, you know? Yeah. So Yeah, 10 days um, usually ends up being eight or nine games maybe um, instead of 15, uh, 15 days. That's that's half that's half month. Yeah. That's, that's 14, you know, 13, 14 games. That's a long time. Yeah, it gives you more recovery time, but, yeah, like you said, it, you know. It locks you in. It, yeah, exactly. So, but uh, – that, that's pretty much all I got there. Um, the last bit is our uh, is our trivia question here, and um, I mean I think this uh, goes pretty well with what's going on. And that's uh, the month is April, so uh, who has the most home runs in a single April in MLB history? Um, this is not career April. This is just a single season of April <laughs> baseball. Who has the most home runs? Mike was naming some relatively big big names, and he was he was in the ballpark. Um, but couldn't quite get it, and uh, it's actually a tie. The number is 14, and the first one to do it was Pujols, 2006, when he was just downright disgusting. <laughs> and the second one to do it, oddly enough, was the next year, 2007, A-Rod, 14. I remember that year. Um, remember him just going off the walls because mm-hmm. I believe the year before struggled in the postseason a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was people when... had no, what's he going to do? And then he came out, had 14 home runs in April, and they're like, oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh so the answer for the most home runs in a single April is 14, and it's a tie between 2006 Pujols and 2007 A-Rod. Yeah, I should have I should have known because Pujols in 06, obviously, they went to the World Series that year. I think they won it that year, right? The the Cardinals in 06? Uh, yeah. I, they, was that the year they went against the Tigers? I believe that, yeah, but, but Scott Rowland and Jim Edmonds. And... Yeah, so I think they won it yeah, that year, so that makes sense. And then, you know, the next year with A-Rod, you know, I think he had like 50 home runs that year, and he won an MVP, so. Yeah, well, you hit 14 a month. Yeah. But you <laughs> a pretty good spot. Yeah, so uh, I should have known, um, especially with Paul Rose, I really should have guessed that one. But good names. I mean, those yeah. are big guys, so yeah. that doesn't that doesn't really surprise you to hit that many in April, you know. Yeah. It's not yeah. like, uh, oh, Daniel Murphy came out, you know, and yeah. hit 14 in one month, you yeah. know. Yeah, uh, what I seen when I was looking this up too was uh, always remind me of uh, the most home runs I believe hit in a single month, and it was that year that uh, uh, Sosa and McGuire were chasing each other. I think Sosa was like June or July. He had twenty mm. in a month. That's <laughs> yeah, that's that's like a, almost a home run a day. 
you know, that's like insane. That's that's just about it's like point eight home run, point nine home run a day. Yeah. Like that's twenty in one month. <laughs> you do that twice, you're forty home runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In you two tw- months. It, yeah. You hit twenty one months, you can hit like five for the next you know, whatever it's what's it, six month season, right? Give or take. Mm-hmm. Uh, five month season, you hit twenty in one month, you hit five the rest, I mean you're hitting 30, 40 home runs. Coming into the all-star break with 100 home runs, uh, 100 RBIs and like... Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so, that always makes me giggle because 20 home runs in a month. I mean, 14 home runs in a month is awesome. Yeah. But 20? That's why they save baseball. <laughs> that's why they hit 70 home runs or 60 home runs. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Because they hit 20 in one month. Yeah, they were something else. They really were. But, but anyway, that's kind of all I got for this episode. Baseball is fun. <laughs> yeah. I think. And all the just shows out. Yeah, we can play it tomorrow. Well, yeah, I, yeah you'll play it a little bit. Yeah. You'll at least try a little bit. Yeah, so finally it's out. So, you know, let's go nuts and Xbox people and whatever. Everybody everybody go play it because it's, it's one of the best games, one of the best sports games. It's the best baseball game. So go play it. And if you have Xbox and you have Xbox Game Pass, there's no excuse to not play it. It's free. Go play it. Download it and play it. Try it. It's awesome. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So. Let me know when you're playing because I'll sauce you because <laughs> Xbox people haven't played yeah, that's true. We got to teach him. I don't want to go play against PlayStation guys like Mike with the zone hit because he's crazy. <laughs> but the Xbox people all saw you up and down the field. So, yeah. uh, so excited to play it. So finally that's out and uh, warm weather's coming and uh, we're going to try watching some fun baseball. Just if that if that one New York team just, can just learn something. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, hopefully they get going. But yeah, that's all I got. So if you want, we'll wrap this up and get out of here. That sounds good to me. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. You can catch this podcast on Google Podcasts as well as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can listen on our regularly updated YouTube channel as well as our website, screwball.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter at RealMikeLapree. You can follow me on Instagram at MikeLapree. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at FDubs10. You can follow our official Screwball Twitter at ScrewballPod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at ScrewballPod. No Ian Screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep. Take care.